July 9th, episode number 59. 59. Bob, uh, Spike, and Joe on this uh, Thursday as uh, we continue with the summer of love. The summer of loving our audience. The summer of our audience loving us back $8 at a time. Summer of self love. That's what this has really turned into. <laughs> well, for some people, can you imagine yeah. being single and living alone? Man. I'll Being tell much, you. not much different than any other summer they've ever had. And that's it, because I have friends that are single and live alone, and they're like, this is no different. We're really ready for this. I mean, if you're already a hermit, this is, you know, suiting you just fine. Right. Uh, I guess if you don't have a social life. The uh, By the way, I think while we're talking about numbers, I this may be our one-year anniversary of doing this. I know it was right around huh. this time last summer that we – did uh, episode number one, so I would have to look back, but I think it was right around your birthday uh, that we started these. Uh, it's funny, and so I can go back to 2019 and go to July and see if we're on the schedule here. Let's see. Uh, Bob, Spike, and Joe, 7 p.m., July 11th. And, wow. Uh, but we were rehearsing for a while. Bob, Spike, and Joe, June 26th. Uh, Bob, Spike, and Joe, June 19th. My. Okay. I wonder which was the first one we put out. We'll have to go back and look, but I think it's... Uh, it's right I around now. We, I think we just did a year. So Let's that was a fast a year. year, by the way. Yeah. Very fast year. Uh, by the way, Chuck Opperman, who is uh, now out of the hospital, uh, has offered to host our first Zoom session. I guess his company does that. And, uh, and I said, yeah, sure. You know, you, you need to get back up and back at it. Yeah. You need you some want to rest when you've almost died from COVID-19. So, uh, anyway, I'll check that out with him, but it's scheduled for Monday, the 13th of July at 6 30 PM. And we're really looking forward to those of you who can make it, who are Patreon supporters. Uh, don't worry. The invitations haven't gone out yet, but I would expect them in your mailbox by Friday. That's the plan. At 6.30 Pacific time, so 9.30 Eastern. Yes, for our Eastern listeners. Uh, all right, so it is Thursday. Um, I'm not a big follower of the news today. I spent all day gardening. I spent all yesterday on my birthday climbing a mountain, uh, and I've been breathing fresh air, and, you know, it's funny. If you don't look at the world, nothing's wrong. <laughs> If you don't test, you don't get answers. It's the greatest thing yeah. ever. But, I mean, it's the opposite of an ostrich. It's not like I'm sticking my head in the sand. I'm sticking my head mm -hmm. out in the real world without, you know, um, going to concerts and movies and restaurants. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's, a, there's still a lot of fun to be had, I guess is the point. I got a uh, text today from a friend. He's at the MGM Grand, and he, he said, I'm in the MGM Grand pool. All races, all sizes, all all." 
political parties, everybody, and we're all getting along and everything's great. He says, we just need to do more of this. Maybe not swim and pool with a ton of people, but uh, but uh, when you look at the world, <laughs> turn off the news and go out and have some fun, and everybody, it okay. does seem to be a little better So place. if turning off the news means catching a virus and dying, might not be a great plan. Right, well, yeah, ventilators yeah. are Ventilators are colorblind, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, you never know where it's going to come from, and mostly the news. If you if you don't if you if you don't want to hear about the virus, don't turn on the news because obviously that's still three out of four stories is a, yeah. in some way related to that. And the top story in the evening news tonight involves you, Joe. And the top story is still what are we going to do about schools? And um, look, there's nobody that doesn't want schools to open, but we want to be safe. And what do we do to be safe? The CDC came out with a bunch of recommendations. The president says, nah, those are too expensive and too hard, too hard yeah. to do. So uh, does he have a point? I, I don't know. Um, you know, <clears throat> stuff is hard and stuff is expensive. So um, we have to decide what's worth doing. I suggested plexiglass around the teachers for you, Joe, and for people like you. Uh, but, you know... All the kids, desks six feet apart. How are you going to do that? You don't have the room, right? Uh, not in my, I'm not, it depends on how many kids you want to put in there. In my classroom that is usually uh, 30 plus in a, in a normal day, if you put 10 in there, you could probably uh, separate them apart. But I'm a hands-on teacher. I'm not a put-me-behind-plexiglass. I mean, you might as well leave me at home at that point. I mean, I'm, I am I get into little tiny radio studios with two or three students at a time and show them how to do radio shows. And I don't see, you know, that being a safe thing to do no. for a while. And, and the president, as far as him, you know, the most recent political pawns being millions of children and teachers, I'm, I'm frankly don't care what he thinks. I mean, it's, he's not the expert on when it's time to go back to school. He, he yeah. wants to make a, he wants to rush us back to school, but he also wants to say, you're indoctrinating our children to hate our country. You're a bunch of left-wing fascists. So yeah. why is he in such a hurry? I love to get it when you back? do your impression of him, by the way. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> so, so he, he's telling us we're doing a terrible job. But by the way, get back in there and but do, we need do you. a terrible we need job. Kids right need to be in school with those leftist, yes. leftist wackos. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of nuts. I, I heard he threatened to um, remove federal funding. Uh, from schools that did not go five days a week and then someone whispered in his ear and says uh, the feds don't pay for that <laughs> right so yeah. what they're talking is any new money he wants to give away to states like for covid relief he might be more critical mm. to states that aren't reopening their schools as far as giving them fresh money well and and this is a tough one because you're you can't say here sit here and say well we have to keep schools closed forever because no one wants that right Right, but you also can't put a, you must open them by September 1st or else. I mean, you can only do what science and, and, and a global pandemic will allow you to do. I mean, and if in every state people are getting sicker and sicker, I don't think the cure is to throw more people together, especially young children huh. and, and, uh, and, and older teachers. Now, so, the thing about the people getting sick, though, and again, with my limited exposure to news for the last few days maybe i'm not up to date but the the sick rate is not resulting in more deaths because the people that are getting sick are young they're in their 30s 
and they don't, you know, they get sick, but they they uh, don't die. They don't die as easily. Well, yeah, yeah, but they don't die. But we also don't know what this does to them. That's the thing about this virus: is it attacks multiple systems in your body. Yes. yes. And there's no way to know what the long-term effects are. No way to know. You're preaching. It's to, a brand new virus. You're we preaching to the choir because I had a, I hear you. a, a bout with Lyme disease, and the CDC says I'm fine. Um, and yeah. you know, the Neurological Society and medicine says, "Oh, you got some symptoms left. We'll just give you a bunch of stuff for the symptoms. Let's get you hooked on all these antidepressants and anti-seizure medicines." And um, and so I've basically abandoned, even though I have a long-term condition. And by the way, now I'm almost all better just eating like herbs and crap like that from a naturopath there you go. healthy lifestyle will do wonders you were already pretty healthy so you uh, not you not for the last six months joe i think well, I, relatively I don't know if you saw speaking, my Bob, post it's, it's, it's I, bob I, spike I, and joe you you are like the jolly green giant of health <laughs> when it comes yeah. to the no, three of I, us I, I posted the other day that i was hiking so i could lose the covid 19 Oh, yeah. Well, it, Remember the freshman always, 15 spike? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, uh, the, uh, back to well, the younger people are getting sicker because the younger people are the ones that are getting out. Yes. If you want to see some old people get sick, throw a bunch of 60-year-old teachers into a classroom. Well, just turn, turn back on the cruise lines and make everybody go. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you, it'll it, that'll happen. So, yeah. And I, nobody wants to go to school more than me. Let's let me get that straight. Really, uh, I would I would love to be back in there. I miss it uh, more than the kids miss it. But I also am a realist. Uh, just uh, today, um, the Ivy League canceled all their sports. There will be no Harvard, no Yale yeah. football. They're they're getting rid of that. Harvard is going all online, one hundred percent. And the part that bothers me more than uh, reopen schools or else threat is the threat of uh, shipping out every student from that is from another country that is on online. And, and that is something that uh, the federal government actually has some say in. Yes, they do. And, and why you would do that is, is beyond me. Well, is that an official threat by the Republican Party or is that in tweet mode? Well, that's a that's an executive order. The president is talking about having ICE in force, which would be yeah. uh, everybody oh. that is uh, registered for school but is not uh, going to, you know, that is not going to physical. So there, in there's a certain weird logic in that is if you're going to learn online, you might as well learn online from the country you came from. If that country happens to have a thing called the internet, oh, if you're not the United States is one of the worst internet <laughs> countries in the world. I bet oh, no, the people no, in no. India would be glad to go back home. No, no. no. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> it's the people in India that are the worst, that are in the worst shape. I mean, the, you know who our doctors are, at least mostly on the West Coast. It, it is people Absolutely. from India, yeah. and they learn medicine here in the United States, being students at our schools. So yeah. you're telling all our future doctors when we need them more than ever. Uh, go back home and, and, and uh, you know learn online. Then they'll go. You know what? I'll go to the University of London. That's okay. Thank yeah. you. Well, that, that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, and then we were worse off than we. Isn't were. there some something? Uh, something's coming up in November. I can't remember what it was. Some kind of event to decide our, our future. Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Before Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's an election. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So you know, um, we'll see what happens. Well, we'll see if elections have consequences. We'll see. We'll see if election results are counted. 
I doubt that's going to be the case. What do you mean? I, I genuinely think that no matter what happens in on November 3rd or 4th, whatever day it is, we have, I think it's the 3rd. Um, I don't think the results are going to be taken seriously by the current occupant. Huh. I honestly don't. Well, that'd you be think fun we're going to have to have to roust him? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, that would that would be something. Um, I'll tell you. As far as a reality television series go, that's that's a plot that will get great well, ratings. That's, that's great if it's wanna... an option for me to, for entertainment purposes. Yeah. But as far as my I, family's life and yeah. my pursuit, I don't want to be. Thing, I don't want to be morbid. But if you thought burning David Koresh out of Waco was was uh, <laughs> was high drama TV. <laughs> Wait, you try to get Ooh, the, uh, Did you watch that? The by the way, did you watch that Waco thing on Netflix? I haven't seen that, but I remember very vividly when it when it happened. We mm. were at KISW, and me and Dan yeah. Wilkie watched it happen live in our in our little kitchen there. And I think Campy might have even been there. And we watched that the watched that thing burn, and that was man, that was sad because you just knew, you know, obviously politics aside or whatever, you knew that building was full of people and not just men yeah. but women and children i mean really sad sad yeah. part in our history oh very bad yeah uh what is it called it's a mini series uh oh, waco yeah call is it called waco yeah it is yeah, tv yeah, mini series yeah. what is it on netflix it, yep yep if you haven't seen it uh lisa and i did lisa and i watched all of netflix now so we can tell you everything about netflix <laughs> Because we're the, uh, retired and we uh, we only do maybe two to three hours a night, but that's a lot because we used to travel a lot and we didn't watch that much TV. But every night is movie night. The one I'm wondering about, it's number one on Netflix, uh, and I haven't watched it, but it sounds like it's up my alley if it's any good. They're, they brought the Unsolved Mystery series to Netflix, which is basically the... You know the Sasquatches and the uh, all the uh, all the unexplained phenomena. Mm. But the fact that it's number one, I don't know if it's because people are just desperate for something. Everybody new to watch watched or, everything else already. I don't right, know. Yeah, I haven't heard really about good. that one yet. Yeah. Well, that's it's tops on Netflix wow. uh, this week as far as the top ten. Yeah, and, and then there's Money Heist, which I've been told I have to see. Uh, and then there's uh, but but seriously, this Waco thing. If you haven't seen it, it's worth seeing. Uh, even though you know the ending, doesn't matter. Uh, this show, uh, like a lot of docudramas, it takes great liberties with the facts, if you ask some people. But it gets the basic premise right. That these, you know, David Koresh, uh, there was nothing about this man or his people that were violent except that they, you know, were... Uh, what's the right word for it? Survivalists, and they had weapons, yeah. but they didn't really hurt anybody. And so they were surrounded by our government, two different government agencies fighting over the best way to deal with it. The ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms was one. And I think the other was the FBI. It's been a while since I saw it. but And they had a negotiator who was a smart guy who, who was all about how to you know, calm everybody down and make sure that no one gets hurt. But it turns out our guys were the trigger-happy guys. And at the end of the day, the negotiator was like cast aside. They said, we're going in. Yeah, man. Uh, piece of history. And, and uh, the series is pretty well done. Um, and, it, you know, I've never been in a cult, unless you want to count the Catholic Church 
or when it's I pretty was close. <laughs> when I was a really big dope smoker in high school, it felt like a cult. Um, but I, but I, I get it. The the camaraderie and a group of people that you know all believe in the same thing. It's very it's a very powerful moving force. I'm biting my tongue to not talk politics. <laughs> I won't bring up calls. So you guys haven't seen it yet. Not yet. Oh, I, no. I, I mean, I saw okay. the original. Original. You saw it on TV. It was really happening. Yeah. yeah. But I, <laughs> By the way, it's important. I think it's a good uh, exercise to think of the Trump administration this way too. Think about the show that'll be done about this someday, and who, who oh, will play? Be... Who will play Kellyanne Conway? Who will play? Um, you know, Pence. Um, I, I'm for that guy who says beef, it's what's for dinner. What's that guy's name? You know the one I'm talking about. Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott as, as Pence. As Mike Pence? Yes. Please. Sam Elliott's the manliest man on the face of the earth. Yes, but I'm um, Mike seriously. Pence calls his wife mother and calls <laughs> Donald Trump father. But, but as on. an actor, don't you think that's a juicy role for him? Oh, it's a great role. Yeah. I think uh, I think Pence would be better played by like Gary Oldman. He could he mm. could squirrel into that one pretty good. Who would play Trump? In Rosie the movie? O'Donnell, huh? Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> that is a joke. Absolute that would be very natural. funny. That would be like Hamilton uh, in a way, <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of what it really was. Um, no, I guess I got an idea for Trump because he's gained enough weight. Um, Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah. did you see the Roger Ailes thing he did? I did. And and by the way, that it's kind of the same idea. Uh do you know how did you, you saw the Roger Ailes movie, right? Yeah. With yeah. Russell Crowe. Do you remember how yeah. it ended? Uh, uh, um, spoiler alert. I'm going to give you the ending of the movie. <laughs> go go for it. At the very end before Roger Ailes dies, he takes a call from Donald Trump about Trump wanting to run for president. And he tells Trump how to win. And he says, yeah, I think that could work. Isn't that creepy? Thanks a lot, Roger. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Roger Ailes, a fascinating, uh, fascinating. That's another great, was that on Showtime? Or I think that's on Showtime. I don't think it's on uh, it Netflix. It wasn't um Netflix movie? No. Yeah, check that. Uh, somebody Google that. But uh, there's another one. Uh, and by the way, people who are listening to our podcast have been writing to me saying that they're watching shows that we talk about. So I think this is useful. It's a little more useful than us arguing about politics, I think, in some ways. Um, the Roger Ailes series, uh, was it Loudest Voice. Voice in the Room? Yeah. Yeah. Russell Crowe, unrecognizable. As Roger Ailes. Uh, by the way, Russell Crowe these days is barely recognizable as Russell Crowe. Because, like a lot of us, he's got older and his looks changed. But as Roger Ailes, oh, man. First off, he packed down the intentional pounds. Joe, can you imagine someone hiring you for a movie and saying, we need you to add 50 to 60 pounds. How fast can you gain? I don't think that would be possible right now. I mean, I don't think I could. You've I already done fit. the work, yes. Yes, I'm ready for that one. It's. I need the, we need you to lose 50 or 60 ah. pounds roll right now. Well, we already, you have a history of if you're getting paid to lose weight, it works. You know, I went to the doctor today. I, I, I'm starting a new doctor. I, okay. I kind of figure it's time to, uh, you know. 
Oops, I'm sorry. Bit. It's your doctor's fault? Is that what's going on? No, it's not my doctor's fault. I just want a fresh take. I've been going to the same guy, actually an Indian doctor, great guy, uh, Dr. Ismail. If you want a fresh I- take, go to one of those uh, funhouse mirror places and stand in front of the mirror that makes you look skinny. Well, it's like 19 foot tall. This is great. <laughs> well, well, let me tell you, they opened a cl- place closer to my house. It's uh-huh. brand new. It's, it's in the hospital uh, group that my wife works in. So should I ever need to you know go uh, you know go to a hospital i want them to take me to where my wife is and uh. the doctor i had before is in a different network okay. so that wasn't going to work so i never really thought about it much but as i get older i think you know i want to get it all so it'll work so you're smoothly. meeting a new doctor met him today okay it's a him greg is he a greg that sounds like an american white guy he is. He, yeah. In fact, if you were going to have somebody uh, play him, it would be George Clooney in the ER years. This wow. guy, he is George Clooney. He's got the short uh, gray hair. He's got the suaveness. Uh, just, and a great guy, by the way, because uh-huh. uh, I said, uh, Doctor, nice to, nice to meet you. He goes, no, I don't call me Doctor. Call me Greg. And I said, well, you've kind of earned the title of Doctor, or at least I hope you have. He sure. said, well. You did go to I, medical school, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said, well, I read a few flashcards. He says, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Medical <laughs> school is, is not as hard as they make it sound. He wow. says, if you put it on flashcards, you'll get through it. Yeah. And, now, uh, now but here- I like the guy. Here's some Clorox. Take this, and you won't get COVID nineteen. Yeah. Bye. Well, well that's the, the other theory. part I, I liked. He says this is going to be because I'm just starting with the physical. He goes, we're going to go pretty light. He goes, we're going to take some blood. We're going to look over your past. We're going to talk. He goes, I'm not going to start messing in your ears and and your mouth. He goes, no good can come of that. He says, there's not anything I'm going to find down your throat that is worth the risk of of me and you having to get that close to each other right now. So oh. I said, you know that that makes so sense. Because of COVID-19, he gave you a, a glance, but not all the touchy-feely stuff. The only thing he touched, and I loved this, is, you know, my heart. I mean, in, in more ways than one, he, he touched my heart by being a nice doctor, but also by he did listen to my heart to see what was going on and, mm-hmm. you know, check that out. Because I told him about you, Spike. I said, if I'm worried about one part right now, it's the heart. My buddy just had a heart attack, and, uh, you know, we're very similar in age and everything. So uh, he did do that, but none of the uh, none of the turn your head and cough. He did not the, do the know, prostate check? No. No, no, none of that. And and I just had that last year. So, I mean, I'm okay. I've been real good at going annually. I'm not behind on anything, but, uh, but I'm excited. It's pronounced anally, but but, but, let me interrupt. Instead of behind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You said annually. I don't think there's a U sound in there. So tomorrow on the other part. No, he meant, he meant annually. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) sorry. And the other part I like is, uh, everything's under one roof it's a nice little place and they took my blood and the lady goes all right i'll look at this and uh we'll uh we'll let you know tomorrow how things are looking it's like the other one was like go to this lab and they'll ship it here and then two weeks you can call and we'll come back and it's just you know so i'm for for a guy who's probably not going to get the greatest news uh uh from the doctor tomorrow i'm very excited i yeah, think that's uh, good yeah what so he didn't he didn't get on you about losing weight or anything like that yet no he went through though he he had all my records he goes wow uh, 
Uh, he goes, back in 2013, man, your cholesterol was off the charts. And I said, yeah, I know. It was pretty bad for a while, but it's uh, it's been good lately. He goes, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you did, but your cholesterol's great. He goes, oh, your blood sugars, they were great. Uh, they were really bad. Then they got great. Now they're not so good again, it looks like, on your last trip. And I said, yeah, yeah. I know. And uh, he said, well, the good news is I think you you can control it. And basically he said, and you would say the same thing. He goes, well, I'm not going to get into too much, so I look at everything. He goes, and I don't want to be morbid. He goes, but I can look at your your blood pressure, your cholesterol, your blood sugars, and he named a couple other things. He goes, and I'll do some calculations, and I can tell you with pretty good, uh, pretty good accuracy if you're going to have a stroke or a heart attack and die in the next ten years. If you want to know that, said, <laughs> if you want to like, know, <laughs> yeah, I said yes, I would like to. You know, know if that. you don't test, you'll have no cases. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. So, so I said I would want to know, and he said the one thing I can tell you is because walk he says that's all you need to do if you want to do one thing to change your life and i noticed you were hiking he goes get out and walk he says make sure you get your ten thousand steps in and everything is pretty good i mean you can't just totally neglect yourself otherwise but he said that's the one thing and that's the one thing i've been missing because you haven't been once again right as a teacher i'm not a sit behind the glass and and give some orders i'm the most walking teacher you're ever gonna meet yeah but you haven't had to go to school since what march exactly so So why don't you walk five miles every day well, I I think I'll start at a mile, but yes, that's basically what I agreed to. Uh, to ten thousand like, steps is about four miles. You know that, right? right. And I've got to get my Fitbit back on and, and get to walking because that's what I'm missing more than anything. Yeah, your myself, body will so. get better whether you have the Fitbit on or not. You know that, right? Yes, I do. It but doesn't I, need I, a Fitbit. I understand, but I like the numbers. I like to yeah. hear, and I like the little fireworks that go off when you hit the ten thousand. Is that what happens? Too. Oh yeah, you get a little, and you get a little tickle too. Mm. It tickles you a little bit on your wrist, and and you mm. look down, and there's fireworks going off. And congratulations! Do they have attachments for that, so you could tickle particular parts of your body that you want? <laughs> there to. might be. I don't know. I've got the base. Not to be worn internally. It says right on it. Yeah, not, not to be, be used but internally. Yeah. A little positive reinforcement is good. The, I mean, there's you, Fitbit suppository. Yeah. Now I have tried to time the tickle. It's shit like when, when, when you say when you you see you're like you see you're like twenty steps away or something. You go that tickle's coming. So then you try to you know you try to be aware of it uh, a little bit. But mm. but anyway, I'm well, happy. That's right. Wayne Cody and you think about Wayne Cody and avoid the, the tickle altogether and go longer. Yeah. Can you do that? Well, I do feel a little guilty, and I'll let you guys talk, but I feel guilty that we never really even asked about you, Spike, last week. We talked about Chuck, but how's your heart? Is everything kicking back into gear the way it's supposed to be? Well, I don't have my first cardio rehab appointment until the 21st. That was as soon as they could get me in. Um, and that's when I'll meet with a physical trainer, and they'll kind of go over my dietary, my new dietary regiments. Right. Um, and I've got to become a more Mediterranean diet kind of guy, and that doesn't mean pizza. Um, right. That means oils instead of fats, those kind of things. It's just a healthier way to, to go. More fish, less red meat, right? Um, and more more movement. I mean, like Joe said, twenty vegetables. years ago, eat less, move around more. Yeah, yeah. vegetables. I mean, you can never eat too many vegetables. You can right. you can eat till you bust on vegetables. And do, do you eat not more. do salad a lot? Um, I'm not a big salad guy because I like really bad for you dressings. Oh, you know, and that's and there's no point in eating lettuce if it's just a, a dressing but, delivery mechanism for. But me. if you make a Mediterranean, so do you know what a Mediterranean dressing is? Yeah, uh, vinegar and oil. Yeah. Uh, no, 
No. Actually, uh, well, the real authentic uh, Mediterranean restaurant, I used to go to one that was run by the mafia in Worcester, and uh, record company moguls would go there, and uh, everybody there was like, what's the word? Connected. Connected. Made. And um, their dressing, we got the recipe from a disgruntled ex-employee but they used to guard it like the secret to Coca-Cola, the secret formula, yeah. which is under a mountain in uh, Atlanta, Georgia or something. And it's the simplest dressing in the world. And I will give you the recipe. I love that. Is it good? Um, I can give you from memory what's in it, but I will have to post the uh, exact uh, ratios. But it is just, here's how simple it is. And it's the best salad dressing. Now, the one bad thing in it is salt. Uh, yeah. And salt is only bad for certain people. So it's going to be, uh, you know, like if your doctor has told you, oh, you you know, like Joe, if your doctor says, you know, salt's going to give you a stroke, then then this wouldn't be for you. But otherwise, and you could go lower on the salt if you wanted to. So it's olive oil, fresh squeezed lemon juice. Mint leaves and salt. That's it. Hmm. And when you do it in the right proportion, it's the most incredible dressing ever. And you only need a tiny little, like you could put it in a spray bottle and spray it on the salad. Oh, it's incredible. You got me sold. I'll try that. Okay. So you got that dressing and you make a healthy salad or you do what I do, which is I'm lazy. I just go to the grocery store and they have the pre-made salads. Oh, yeah. I got to grab a bag of pre, pre-cut veggies or well, pre-cut lettuce. Yeah. It depends on your grocery store. Some of them have like a family pre-made that's like enough salad mm-hmm. for a family of four. And I eat like half of that. And um, it's great. It's a shortcut. Well, that's I like where you start. I like the, broccoli. I like spinach. You know, I like yeah. that stuff. That's where you start to flirt with disaster a little, though. I think it's those packaged salads. I mean, you never hear yeah. you know E. coli found on a head of lettuce. It's always in a bag. It seems yeah, like it's, that's true. It's when you start getting that extra processing in there, so you start yeah. to get a little little uh, liability. I feel like I've gotten E. coli many times, and then I've got the great bacteria fighting. You know prize fighter boxers in my colon that are you know i feel like all my years of never caring about germs have made my immune system like olympic athlete style yeah we we talked about that last week and i think you're right i think uh uh, i think i'm pretty uh for a guy is in as bad a shape as i am i'm pretty healthy and he was surprised like with Concerning the salt, uh, my blood pressure is, is no problem. It's so like salt's not going to be an issue for you. If it, blood pressure's perfect. And by the way, most people, salt is not an issue for. Eat as much of it as you want. That was new new stuff that came out in the last few years. The other thing that came out in the last few years is, a few years further back even, is that butter is actually way better for you than margarine, turns out. What? A natural product is better for you than one that we made in a lab? Who could have thought it? 
And I think that's it. You stick with the uh, you stick with the natural stuff. If if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't, uh, mm. if it's not in a sack, like ready to go, even if it's lettuce, I think the more natural, the better. Yeah. Anything. I cooked tonight, and um, you know, I'm getting into all the stuff I used to hate because I was such a workaholic that I would never take the time to like open a package of you know ingredients and mix them and cut up vegetables and saute them and all that stuff it's just like i, I wanted to at the end of the day I, I wanted to you know sit down at a restaurant at least i didn't like cooking that much either but in the COVID 19 era she's an awesome cook she's been really yeah. like she made me a cheesecake for my birthday don't eat that Ooh. joe Oh, I love cheesecake. <laughs> My mom makes the best. That is, she makes it? Oh. Yeah. Joan, really? I did. I treated myself today, though, I got to say. Uh, an amazing new place just opened. In. in fact, it's right in the parking lot of my new doctor. I was sitting there getting my blood drawn, looking out the window at this place, and said, as soon as I'm done, I'm walking over there. What is it? This place, it specializes in three things. Homemade. Ice cream, beer, and wine. It's an ice cream store that sells beer and wine for the adults. Now, they're not doing the beer and wine yet, and they're literally just opening. They haven't even put up their sign. Okay, now, ice cream, sad to say, like my cheesecake, which I had for my birthday, and, and I had to literally count the calories, but ice cream is frozen death. That's why I had it today, because I don't know what he's going to tell me tomorrow. <laughs> today was a good day, yes. Yeah, it was like... If you eat it you know today what? before uh, the test, you don't have any health problems. Right. It was after the blood draw and before the news comes. Are so you I figured, sure you're not a Republican? Because... Yeah, this is... Well, yeah. this is just a window. This yeah. is like an, uh, an open window tonight. And unfortunately, yeah. I'm, I'm buried. I'm buried in paperwork uh, like you wouldn't believe. This COVID thing, uh, I did what probably a lot of people did and put off a lot of essential work that the government said oh that's okay don't worry about your income taxes we'll collect those later oh that's okay don't worry about those fcc reports we'll we'll give you some time to work on those so now i find myself with two huge uh you know federal communications commission's reports due friday that i have been working on all day and will be working on for two days i got my taxes done yesterday but if if it weren't for having so darn much to do i would do some getting out and celebrating tonight just in case there's bad health news tomorrow and he says no more getting out and doing wouldn't you want to get a head start on being healthy tonight well, I would look at this as last call if I'm going to oh. get any kind of, uh, uh, you know, mandates. I don't expect that I will. He was actually pretty optimistic. He said, you know, you, you seem pretty healthy for a guy your age. And well, your, your last and- doctor got fired for not kissing your ass enough. It's, you're exactly like <laughs> Trump. <laughs> You've hired Trump's doctor, right? Can you do well, Can you do his doctor for him, Spike? What's his doctor going to say tomorrow? Oh God! What did that guy? Oh, yeah. he's the healthiest guy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. He's Just pretend you're Trump's doctor and talk about Joe instead. He's, a, he's got the metabolism of a 19-year-old Madonna. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, let me. Let me tell you, I didn't fire my old doctor, and I and he is a good doctor. But what oh, I well, when you stop I, seeing him after he's put invested in you, what do you call it? Well, I call it just a better option. For one thing, the place where I went before, 
be honest with you, I felt pretty germy even before the pandemic. I mean, it mm. was like just the way the waiting room was set up and stuff. You're sitting right next to other sick people. And I know this is probably the way it is in a lot of doctor's offices, but but it felt a little bit like a germ factory before uh, mm. this even happened. So I was a little reluctant there. And the other part I didn't like was great doctor but he will not tell you anything unless you make another appointment to come back it's like okay we'll take the blood okay we'll get the results in a week make an appointment a week later we'll come in and i'll tell you either you're going to live or you're going to die right. whereas this guy it's like we'll take the blood i'll uh, we'll get the results tomorrow i'll give you a call right. i mean it's a, just just a little better and just uh but my other doctor it's not like he did a bad service sure. i'm just looking for for I better and yes to start off with somebody fresh that well, doesn't know somebody fresh oh yeah all my stuff i guess all right this health minute which has gone for 30 minutes has been brought to you by our love for you downtown joe get better okay uh there's a story a kind of a sad story just breaking uh, and it looks like, uh, well, it was, it's a day old actually, but I, it's new to me. I didn't see this. Uh, Mary Kay Letourneau has passed away. Yeah. Remember the former teacher who went to yeah, prison? That happened, that happened on Tuesday, I think. Yeah. And, and Vili Fulau and her eventually got married. You remember that? Yeah. And st stayed together to the end. Uh, no, actually, uh, uh, really, they were estranged at the end. Yeah, of course, I'm on TMZ, oh. which really does its homework on all this stuff. Uh, anyway, she was imprisoned after pleading guilty to raping her student, by the way. And back then they called it rape. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with this Jeffrey Epstein. They call it, you know, sexual uh, improprieties or trafficking or whatever. It, young people can't consent to sex, right? No, especially with, with other graders. young people. Yeah. With other young people, they can. Oh, can they? I didn't know. Yeah, I guess they can if they're both 14. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we'll never take that away from our children, Bob. They already can't yeah. go to school. They can't play in a field. They can't do They got to be something. Come Mary on. Kay Letourneau passed away at 58 of stage four colon cancer. And I don't know why that makes me sad, but it makes me sad. Uh, and I, you know, wasn't particular. I mean, I wasn't a fan of hers. I just thought it was really like she she went to prison and then she gets out and she marries the guy it's just it was well, a weird story first she goes she gets out and she has sex with him in a car and gets caught oh i remember that and then but, then she goes back for seven years and then she gets out and then she marries him, and then everybody goes well, geez, I mean, after two trips to jail yeah and, uh, was it, it true, must love? Be true you love. have to yeah. ask yourself that story Yep, and most of the, the local people, and this happened in the Seattle area that I've seen the news treatments, most people are remembering her as a nice person. I mean, it's, you know, it's for a, quote, child rapist. Uh, nobody's getting a better send-off, yeah. uh, really, than, than her right now. Uh, her attorney says Mary Kay had been in hospice care for the past month, and Vili, even though they were estranged as husband and wife, was by her side, helping take care of her. Uh, the story, of course, occurred back in the late 90s. She was 34, married, had four children at 34, which these days is a lot for 34. My mom was, you know, my mom had eight by then. Uh, and she started having sex with this student. He was in sixth grade. Uh, not sure whether he was either 12 or 13 at the time. 
So, I mean, it was really sick. Uh, she pled guilty in 1997 to two counts of felony second-degree rape of a child and served seven years in prison. But then, and I forgot about the thing where she, they were out and they got caught in a Volkswagen, and then she went back to prison. But when she finally got out for good, they got married. They had two kids in 2005. Uh, they split in 2017. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and they were uh, doing DJ shows around here, like in clubs and stuff, uh, for a few years. The two Vili of them? May still, yeah, Vili was the kind of the DJ, but Mary Kay would come too. I never, she was the attraction. I never, yeah. Right, I never came across them. I've never met them in person or spoken to either one, but a lot of people have because they became a bit of a like club DJ act, and I guess he was pretty good at it oh. too, so... That was one of the ways they uh, they made a living after all the hubbub died down. What a weird story. Mm. All right, I'm going to move off of that one. I just wanted to get out, uh, stop talking about your colon, Joe. <laughs> hey, the, mine's fine. That's a, I don't. Ask, so you don't need to tell me to get better. I'm as far as I it's know. It's going good. You're happy. Unless I unless I hear you know news tomorrow, I think I'm I'm in pretty good shape. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, what else do we have here? It's a weird, you know, as you scroll through the news, you're looking for stories that are interesting and have nothing to do with Trump and nothing to do with COVID-19. And you have to just keep struggling. Um, man who allegedly drove car into Seattle demonstration, killing protester charged with homicide. Well, that's good. That was big news today, I guess. Yeah, and uh, and the another news uh, that goes along with that. I don't know if this is making it nationally, but locally is a big deal. A forty-year uh, detective put the most offensive thing you could put up on a uh, on his social media, um, and uh, is in really big trouble. And it turns out he's the cousin of the governor of Governor Inslee. So Ooh. Uh, this this is a real a real problem. Uh, this guy uh, put uh, uh, what was it? Can Something li live splatter. It was very tasteless. And, and very it showed, tasteless. Like, okay. All, stick all figure people. Yeah. All live splatter. And it's like stay off the road. And it's uh, little stick figures getting oh. run down. I mean, the worst of the worst. And right. this is a guy who's been a a cop in this area for forty years that thought that was okay to put. Mm. Now, I, I, the, the fact that he's related to Jay Inslee doesn't mean anything, right? No, well, we've all got that relative. That, yeah, I mean Inslee, and that's yeah. basically what Inslee said. It's like, you know, this is yeah. the worst, worst thing. And yes, this guy's my cousin, but I mean, he's not by any means defending him. It's just a, just a, Inslee. Inslee isn't. He's not getting a lot of breaks around here. He's not a very popular guy, and no. that's just another thing people can can use to to make him even uh, a why, little. Why less is popular. he not popular? Is he getting blamed for the lack of control on the on the on the riots up on Capitol Hill and all that stuff? No, he's, he's more he's getting slammed for shutting down the economy. For shutting down the right, economy, right there, Joe. Yeah, yeah, he's getting his, blamed his stay-at-home stay order, and yeah, he's getting blamed because he's telling people to wear a mask, and people don't want to. Oh, he's that. getting blamed, uh, and even a lot of our friends. And this is not going to set well. And I do, I am starting to think. And Spike, you're actually in this group. I'm starting to think 
maybe the group that is getting the least help from anybody and is suffering the most is anybody in live entertainment Uh, because now it's uh we're not going to have any live entertainment until stage four in this state which is the stage where everything is back Back to to normal normal, which isn't going to happen for a year or two probably not so there will be no club shows although i'm starting to wonder how can you i'm hearing about comedy shows i'm hearing about band shows in this town and uh technically none of that should be happening there should be well when no you say this town you mean seattle or you mean the entire state this state i will yeah. say yes because andrew so, did a show at tacoma comedy club but i think they had I'm, social distancing they only could have a third of the crowd in there well so as it's I a read, usual night then Bob. yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I read it, no live entertainment, and they mean anything that is live. I don't think you can have turtle racing right now. I mean, anything that's breathing cannot be up there to entertain wow. you. Uh, by oh, so the, this is since last week because of the increase in cases. Right. Well, this was they reestablished this. It was already that uh, way, but they're like, I don't know if we made this clear enough. So they came out yesterday to reaffirm that no li- no sitting in a bar – and no live events for stage two and three. Mm. And that's where all our counties are now, except a couple that are in stage one. So so if there are continued uh, any comedy or band stuff, I, I don't expect it's going to go for long. And I really, frankly don't don't even that's another reason i'm thinking i should get out tonight while i can because i think eventually they're going to have to dial back on things being open not open more uh, including the school so you want to get out there and try and get infected while you have a chance to no i want to get out there and try and have a hamburger before they <laughs> quit last, serving them right but that, last night on earth Bob, you do know on, those yeah. things are to protect you right Yes, but I'm pretty. I mean, I I would wear a mask. I do the hand sanitizer, I, you know, and all that, mm. and, and sit outside, you know, at a uh, at a local, you know, place, and you know. But uh, I got a feeling uh, because now a lot of people are like, you should have reopened the schools before the bars, which is probably a case to be made. But I think they're going to say, if you can't get the schools open, we got to close down all the fun stuff. Mm. Baseball is it going to happen? They say it is, but once again, I three more Mariners yeah. with coronavirus today. I don't see how. You know, it's uh, uh, it, 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 putting people together. Period. Just putting, you know, is it, is just not happening. They did cancel the the Washington State Fair. There's no doing the Puyallup this year. And talk about a devastating blow for a little community. That's the that is the whole livelihood of that little town. I mean, yeah. that's the. The biggest thing they got going by far, and uh, they pulled the plug on that just a couple hours ago. So, Amazon announced today that it won't sell any more Washington Redskins gear. Uh, and the Redskins, by the way, uh, I saw in the news uh, that their process for reviewing the name is, quote, an informal process, which means we're just going to sit around and decide. It's, that's the process. Uh, but they also said uh, that they're not going to consider any Native American alternative names. So in a way, isn't that a little bit of a diss? Like Redskins was like a pejorative slang, uh, if I understand correctly, at least the complaints yeah. about it. 
but there, there are there are Braves, Chiefs, and Warriors. Yeah, and in various leagues and, and various teams. And as I recall, the Atlanta Braves came under fire for the tomahawk chop as being racist, but not the actual name of the team. Is that right? Well, some people are, are some people don't like it. Some people think that Braves, Warriors, and Chiefs are terms of a celebration and even endearment. Mm. You know, it's a warrior is a good thing. Yeah. So they're Brains not under any pressure. Of. It's just red skin. They, they were, they're really not. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, red the, the skin. The face on the side of the helmet. Yeah. And, yeah. Was a, it was like a pejorative of like, let's get those red skins. Right. Okay. The Syracuse used to be, the University of Syracuse in New York used to be uh, the, the orange men. Right, right. From, from a Native American mascot. Now they're just the orange. So if you were the owner of the Redskins, what would you do? I mean, I would have looked for a way to honor Native Americans with a different name. They say they're not going to do that. That's, that's probably the smartest move is to just to cut clean and go mm. and find something different, not find a softened down version. The way this guy's been, you know, had his heels dug yeah, in for couldn't a you decade like, now. They couldn't you bring in the same Native American people who were complaining all these years? And I don't want to say maybe if this is incorrect for me to put it this way, have a little powwow and come up with something that everybody likes. Beat the drum a while, smoke a peace pipe. Is that what you're going for, Bob? Is that <laughs> just say it. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, if was, everybody's no, fine, if fine. everybody look, it's about intent, isn't it? We we tear down statues and we cancel Aunt Jemima's syrup. Poor Aunt Jemima's canceled, uh, but none of that really does anything. Um, it, it, you know, racism and uh, and loving each other and all that is about intent. It's about what do you mean by it, and how can you show love instead of uh, you know. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, and it's also about getting rid of stupid crap that's been stupid for decades. Like, Just because it's been there doesn't mean it should continue to be there. Well, I like agree with that. Like racist names. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, slavery. Well, boy, they, they sure bitched when they got rid of that. But I don't think anybody around here now is going to tell you that was a bad idea. Well, we have had we just stuff We in- didn't get rid of slavery, by the way. We no, we just it. renamed. Well, we renamed it and recategorized it, and that's what we're still yeah. doing to an extent. And yes. that's why you've got to keep getting rid of this stuff. There's yeah. no argument to be made in my mind uh, for keeping anything like that. that when that you say anything offensive. like that, I have no idea what you're talking about because it's very broad. Do you I'm mean talking the, about the the Confederate flag, the statues, all of it? Tear it all down. Well, tear it all down. At least take it out of the public eye where anybody that is offended by it has to look at it. Mm. Uh, you, you don't have to tear it down and burn it, but you can put it in a museum. I mean, I've got to admit, they, they took down the statue of Andrew Jackson today in Jackson, Mississippi. That is, it's named after yeah. him. You know? I know, so, Columbus, Ohio, same thing. They're taking down right. the statues of Columbus. I don't think that's right. You think that's right. Well, the Columbus, I never liked to start with. I mean, I never thought. But that it doesn't guy. matter it whether nice you guy. liked him or not. George Washington was a prick, by the way. If you read about him, he was a. Different- oh, I actually one of the few things I did watch. If you mm-hmm. want to recommend TV, is the Washington. Uh, thing on the history channel that came out at president's day and it was great and he was a jerk i mean he 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 got better with age but uh he had a lot of problems in fact speaking of slaves he used uh, he he took teeth to, to give himself some teeth he took them from the slaves and yeah. put them in his mouth slave I mean, teeth slave teeth yeah, yeah. he dentures mm. out of the slaves father of our country uh and that's why i'm i'm kind of on i'm not on the right wing side but i'm i'm opposed to willy-nilly tearing down historical statues. I'd rather 
see educational plaques go up at the statue about even the controversy about whether this is someone to be revered or not. And I'd like to know the history of the statues. Maybe you could put some of the most offensive ones in a museum, but I actually believe in preserving them and preserving the rights and opportunities for people to learn about history, both good and bad. I don't believe in whitewashing history. I mean, when when I said we didn't get rid of the slaves, (laughs) let me just put it this way. Our slaves are overseas making our crap without health care well, and without benefits. Well, our slaves are in our prisons making our crap. We have that more too. people yeah. incarcerated in this country than any country in the world, and they're all working for nothing or next to nothing. Yeah. And by the way, most of them are black and Hispanic. Hold on. That was loaded. Here, Spike, can you load this? Can you check the safety and make sure the safety is off on well, this? Well, I'm just telling you the way, the way it no, I'm, is. I'm about, I'm about to light the fuse on this one. Yeah. I This is why we have to get rid of this stuff because yeah. it's, uh, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of, uh, and, and and people can't quit talking about this. This isn't something that's going to be a news story for a month. This has, this is, Not, we haven't had an opportunity like this to change the world in a long time. It by the way, you know what would be changed. a great cartoon? is all these statues, if they could all speak and they would all say, me too. <laughs> tear me down. Yeah. Me too. Tear me down. Me too. And, and, uh, and I'm all for educating. I mean, you got Andrew Jackson statue there, so replace it with Tito Jackson and then put a little plaque up and say, you know, no, no, no. Say, say, and, you know, this yeah. used to be Andrew Jackson. Now it's Tito the, Jackson. Name the town after. Oh, yeah. I'm not so we sure about put, Tito. Well, whether I, he well would Tito's the least... Yeah. The least controversial at the of the Jacksons. Jacksons. You put yeah. you put Michael up there. You Michael, no, yeah. no, you don't want to put his Michael, dad up it, there. Or unless there's a Madame yeah. Tussauds sexual predator uh, museum with right. Jeffrey Epstein I, and Michael Jackson in it, you don't want that. Uh, I just go with Tito because he yeah. was kind of the most irrelevant. Surely he didn't do anything okay. too bad, or if we did, nobody heard about right. it. So, so, Spike, you've been trying to jump in here. Go ahead. Well, you know, st- these statues are not there for history. That's not why they're there. I mean, if you want to remember history, there are plenty of books, and it should be taught in schools. It shouldn't be whitewashed. Like Joe said, George Washington pulled teeth out of living people's mouths to make his dentures. He didn't have wooden teeth like we were taught in schools. Mm. We were all taught that, right? Washington had wooden teeth. He didn't. No, he didn't. Unless that guy was Mr. Wooden, and he took his <laughs> teeth, and he had wooden teeth. Mr. Wooden, can you come over here you know, for a minute? Yeah. These, the, the bulk of monuments to the Confederacy were put up well after the Civil War mm-hmm. in the time of Jim Crow and the time of the Civil Rights Movement. And they were put up to put African Americans in their place to remind them Even of after the, the war. Even, long, yeah. long after the war. The bulk of them went up in the 1910s, 1920s, hey. and the 1950s, 1960s. They're not there, to, they're not there for historical right. sake. Well, I would say this. I wouldn't place. go that far. I would say they're not there just for historical sake. They have other uh, issues there around is no yeah. other. There is no other place on the face of the earth where a defeated army is celebrated. You don't find Mussolini statues in Italy. You don't find Hitler statues in Germany. That's a good especially point. A, I got to give that. Especially a different, yeah. you know, the, the Confederacy was a different country than America. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, you know, this 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 you, you this army general had some slaves, but he did, did great things and he still got a statue. Those are out there too. That's why they're pulling down the top of the Jeffersons right, right. and the Washingtons may need to come down too. Mm. But but a Confederate general did nothing for America. Ever. 
Well, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting problem. I'm uh, and you pe- know. people digging their heels in about their history and in their heritage, like these crud buckets at NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. you know, are they're going to boycott NASCAR because you can't fly the Confederate flag at, as, in your RV in the middle of the infield? What what are you trying to to celebrate? Your heritage? I love that joke. You know, the Golden Girls were around longer than the Confederacy. <laughs> you know, put a Golden Girls flag out there in the infield at NASCAR. You want to celebrate with something with some with a legacy. All right. Well said, Spike. Thank you. All right. Um, I will take quickly the other side on this, though, for a minute, or uh, even 10 seconds. All right. The reason okay. uh, a lot the of... Golden Girls aren't not, worthy? You're saying the Golden well, Girls no. aren't worthy? That's the reason a lot of these things went up in the early 20th century, and I totally agree with you. Some of them were to, you know, but every, nobody has pointed out the fact that's when a lot of the Confederate people that didn't get killed on the battlefield started to die of natural causes. A guy oh. who fought in the war in the 1860s that dies in 1910. So you go to the cemeteries. In fact, here in Seattle, they just tore down a Daughters of the Confederacy uh, a monument in one of the cemeteries because that's where you're burying the the veterans. And whether you like the side they fought on or not, and whether you think they're Americans or not, these are people who fought in a war and their family wanted to honor, the, you know, just like we put our veterans in a, in a you know, in a, in a uh, proper in burial or somewhere in yeah, Arlington. Right, honored. So a lot of, yeah. a lot of these are not, it's purely racist. They're just, they're honoring the people who fought that war. Now, I'm not going to get right. into if it's right or wrong. But, I get you. And, some and I'm of not these talking things, about a memorial, I'm talking about a memorial in a cemetery. And I'm not talking about that right. at all. I think that the right. statues we're talking about are made are paid for by yeah. public money put in public places. And yeah, again, it I, gets down to I, I think you have to look at it. This is why I've been mostly listening to this. I think you have to look at it on a case by case basis. And I think if you're going to err, err on the side of education, which means if 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 you can take a statue out of a public square. And put it in a museum and educate people. Or if you can even change the plaque at the statue. Uh, when we went to uh, Senegal, we went to Gory Island. Do you remember Gory Island? Were you there with us? No, you weren't on that trip. You went oh, to we Bangladesh. Didn't go on that one. Okay. Yeah. So we went to, but you heard about it on the air. We went to Gory oh, yeah. Island. Gory Island was the number one shipping center, the warehouse for selling slaves to the United States from Africa. And um, it's a, a small island where they were essentially rounded up and put in cells, the people for sale, and ships could pull up into the harbor next to a building that had a doorway. I think they called it the doorway to nowhere because it was the door through which the slaves would pass onto the slave ships to head to the United States. And there are loads of memorials there. There are all kinds of educational pieces. There's statues, there's plaques, there's everything. But it, again, context matters. The context of this is it's something, it's a stain on humanity that we're embarrassed about. And here's where you come to learn about it. So rather than, I don't know where these statues end up, where they're melting them down and making pennies out of them with Trump's picture on them. I don't know. 
but <laughs> that would be something he would do. Uh, if you melt that statue uh, down, I'm making my own money. Uh, so you put his ass on both sides. Of the phone? No, I'm just <laughs> so uh, you see, you see where I'm saying I'm just I, I'm kind of agreeing with you both, but I also let's look for an educational way out of this stuff that's we're just not educating our people anymore no, I, I hear you yeah they, they can put them all in a museum with a plaque of, about what they actually did what actually yeah. what effect it had on 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 many americans you know yeah honesty we need more honesty uh and unfortunately our our capitalist system rewards those who fool others and trick them into doing things or buying things whether those things are products or arguments or well, we definitely need yeah. we definitely need more honesty in education yeah. and we will be getting it i mean education is really uh getting blown up in a lot of ways and it's yeah. a very exciting time and that's the thing is there's no going back uh, with the virus with the uh with the racial thing and everything this is the time to make big changes uh, because education hasn't changed much since we were there i mean we're still uh talking uh the kids that are are still taking the same sat test that uh, president trump hired somebody to take for him I mean, that's, <laughs> it's been going a long time oh, who had it on the pool we're yeah, gonna go awesome. a whole thing without talking that much about Trump, but you got. Well, we're not gonna talk point. much, but uh, but that is a a source of frustration to me. A great source of frustration yeah. as a teacher is you. We're still training kids to go into four-year schools we're still measuring them on how they do on these tests mm. and that is not a way to uh have a successful world is you know to so we got to blow some of this stuff critical up thinking and problem solving you, yes critical thinking social emotional learning and then you've got to also mm. uh give them some skills that you know maybe uh maybe not everybody's going to go to harvard right after they graduate high school right. maybe some of them are going to go be DJs. Maybe some of them are going to go be uh, uh, horticulture people and ha and do plants and become farmers. Maybe you know. Maybe mm. some of them are, are are going to become translators. That's my new thing. I want to start a translating school. Mm. I, I think we need that. So right. so uh, uh, education needs to be blown up. And what it doesn't need is somebody to tell us. When we were going to go back into a building with 1,600 people, 2,000 people, 3,000 people, or else they're not going to give us any tax money. That's a bunch of crap right a there. A bunch of crap. I mean, All right. yes. All right. that, this has been a fairly serious Bob Spike and Joe podcast, but interesting, I felt. Uh, everybody expressed themselves and uh, strong feelings all the way around. I... Uh, I don't know where we're going, uh, but... Uh, it's going to be a wild reality television show for a while. <laughs> it really is. I saw um, uh, an editorial. I think it was one of my favorite writers for the New York Times. And I'm trying to remember. Was it uh, Tom Friedman? What's his name? Thomas Friedman. Thomas Friedman. Yeah, I think it was him. Uh, and he had advice for Joe Biden. Uh, and his advice was do not go on a debate uh, stage with Donald Trump unless he agrees to several conditions. Did you hear this one yet? No. Not yet. Okay. Uh, he basically says, here are the two conditions. Oh, and I'm going to read them from the Fox News story on it. So uh, just in case, so I make sure I get the perspective of Fox News. Two conditions would be... <clears throat> 
Number one, Donald Trump has to release his tax returns from 2016 to 2018. And that both uh, campaigns should agree on having a real-time fact-checking team hired for the debate by a, bo- a nonpartisan commission on presidential debates. Ten minutes before the scheduled conclusion of the debate, this team will report any misleading statements, phony numbers, or outright lies that either candidate has uttered. Tom says sure debate. That'd yeah. take, uh, take a lot of the fun out of it, though, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want These are the collars, things Joe? that makes Joe sound Republican. By the way, well, I tried to get that jingle. And Ben can't find it. Did you uh, erase oh. that or something? I haven't erased it. No, oh. I, I'm, it's probably floating around. I bet if you ask Eric or Pedro, one of them, one of them might have it, it. Yeah. stored somewhere. But uh, I will say, Trump is—I mean—amazing. He is a—he is a captivating guy to, yes. to watch speak. He's getting a little scattered lately, but he there's no question he can command an audience. When he went up there to Tulsa and uh, I watched it and he went, I mean, uh, talk about a guy with some stamina for his age. He went almost two hours yes. a, and, and railed yeah, on everything. And by the way, he's up. got, uh, your doctor is also Trump's doctor. So they get the same doc. He, doc says I'm healthy as an ox. I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's he's. There's no question he's entertaining. There's no question he can be charismatic in his own weird way. Mm. And, and I don't know that Joe Biden can out debate him. Not a I shot. Think he can. Yeah. He can out fact him. And and I still. And uh, somebody wrote and said, uh, uh, Joe, if you don't think who who that those two are going to be on the ballot, who is? I, I still don't know that we will see those two on a, who knows? On a debate who knows? stage. Yeah. Anything can happen. I think you're right. That it could happen. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, a, a reminder, anyone who's a Patreon by Friday will get an invite to our special Patreon Bob, Spike, and Joe Zoom call uh, where we'll all get to look at each other from our computer screens. It'll be fun. And we, we got a bunch of new Patreons, I think, that are looking forward to that. We should thank, too, just in the last two days. We've had okay. several sign-ups. So. You have them in front of you? Yes, Mary Beth Gilbra says, I'm thrilled to hear you guys back on the air. Been listening since the early 90s. You have great chemistry. And, Joe, you're the heart of the show. Don't go anywhere. Love you guys. Trust me, that's the only one nice about me, I think. So we'll get to some others. <laughs> Mary Mary Beth just signed up uh, yesterday, so uh-huh. thank you. Uh, Erica Hill says, uh, morning commutes in Seattle have been painful since you three went off the air. So bad I switched to audiobooks for a while. Wow. Actually, audiobooks I'm hearing a lot of people enjoying these days. Now I'm listening to my favorite guys again. Thank you for making me smile and laugh all the way down 405 once again, which is a good point for people. Plug your aux cord in. You can listen to us in drive time just like you used to. Mm. Uh, Marta Card, love you all so much. I'm proud to be a Patreon Hopefully, we'll be able to up my donation in the near future. Happy birthday, Bob. Uh, tons of birthday uh, greetings for you. Other new patrons, Kelly O'Mara, Kelly Rogers, Donna Shattuck, Justin Spear, all in the all these uh, wonderful people. Okay. Last day. And then we got lots of other uh, uh, happy birthday, Bob, from Steve Rise. I worked on your boat, swim step, shafting, et cetera. Hope all was well. I'm now retired in Green Valley, Arizona, listening to you guys again and loving it. Love it. Yeah. And here's another one that listens to your other podcast. So this is interesting. 
Uh, Angie Murphy says, happy birthday, Bob. I've also been listening to the other podcast you were on. I must say, I like Bob better there. He is more neutral, dare I say it, liberal, and feels uh, less like he must balance the show out. It's nice to get a feel for who he actually is versus the guy that just wants to debate the other side. This is not coming from me. This is coming from Angie Murphy. That's fantastic. I've been, yeah. I've been lazy She's about it. completely the- wrong, by the way, but that's I, I do the same thing to them, <laughs> All right. but she doesn't know them, so she doesn't align with them. Like I, do, I do the same thing. I play the same devil's advocate with uh, uh, Zip and Ed uh, because they're both as liberal as you. Everybody's liberal that I know. And well, I'm, she apparently yeah. likes them both because she yeah. says, "Is it possible to donate to both shows, or yes. is it uh, all in one deal?" Uh, so uh, she wants to That's, know about yes, that. Can, uh, well, I haven't done any. You have to choose one or the other, or eight dollars to each, because I don't want to make it. I don't want a ton of paperwork at the end of the year to figure out. <laughs> It's right. going to be crazy as it is. So, uh, but that's very nice. Thank you. And uh, and several friends uh, have uh, reached out and, and enjoy the other show as well. And it's a different show. It's different people. Spike and Joe are who they are. And I want you to know something. I'm not trying to argue with them. I like to try and facilitate anybody thinking about something in maybe a slightly different way than they ever thought about it before that's all and what you conclude after that is totally up to you it's your freedom of uh, at least you have the same freedom to think as as we do what i just see out there is many people not thinking just picking a side going to an echo chamber and repeating whatever it is they heard and uh, i don't think you two guys do that i you know, you're, you're passionate and Spike, you've been, I've, I'm guessing you read a lot more than you ever used to. Oh yeah. I got to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you'll, you'll correct me on stuff and you'll know, um, news stories. And then I'll go, by the way, I'm the type of person I am. I'll go out and read it after you tell me something and I go, wow, he was right. He was right on it. So it's fascinating. I mean, the purpose of this discussion is to give you guys a, you know, it's a small world after all. Remember that ride at the World's sure. Fair? It's a small world after all. We're all brothers and sisters on this planet, and uh, we all need to figure out how to get along. You know, we just plow through all of the issues and do the best we can. Here, here. Bob, Spike, and Joe. Everywhere you go. You can't escape the trio. Coming on with Brio. huge week for comedian Billy Gardell. He gets to see himself on primetime television two nights in a row. Billy also recently appeared in You, Me, and Dupree, and pretty sure he didn't request Billy Don't Be a Hero as his opening music. Uh, He's also in Bad Santa, and he packs big rooms in Vegas and Atlantic City and met our folks in Ireland last year. Billy Gardell, welcome to the Bob River Show. How are you? Wow, I don't need to say anything, man. That was awesome. 
That was killer. I think it's the best intro I've ever had. Except for <laughs> the music. Very nice. Thank you very much. We can wrap that up to go for you. That's it, man. Thank you a lot. That's great. All right. Thank you, Billy. Got great was, having uh, you. Uh, was, good luck out there, buddy. I was lucky enough to meet your crew in Ireland for a three-day bender. I mean, a promotional thing we were doing in Dublin uh, last year, and they were great. I met Casey and Mike and Spike. Do you remember the sponsor's name? I remember. Uh, no. <laughs> I was Jameson. I was Jameson. Jameson Whiskey. Was the tour that I was on uh, Very good. for the last two years, which That's was it. wonderful. All right. And uh, you know, one of those brain cells kicked in, the one that, the one, the one that <laughs> likes whiskey. Yeah, I'm, I'm Irish Catholic. I mean, they called me and said, do you want to drink Jameson's and tell jokes? I said, well, I'm, I was going to be doing that anyway. So <laughs> that would be just fine. All right. So, uh, wow, lots of success for you. And by the way, I love everything. Everything you're in, I, I think my name is Earl is is one of the best shows on television. You've had a recurring. And didn't you play different characters in that yeah, show? I get to play twins in that. I get to play a guy who works in a warehouse, and then I get to also play one of the town cops and uh, their brothers, and uh, which is great to play the cop because uh, obviously the. Jason Lee and uh, Ethan Supley, who plays his brother, are constantly in trouble, so that makes a lot of work for me. <laughs> yeah. Now, they've not had you in a scene together with each other yet. Uh, yeah, they actually did. Uh, there was one right before the strike ended where they were having a 4th of July festivities, and, of course, we thought terrorists were out to get our small town in Camden County. And uh, my, I played myself at the fair, and I also played myself as the cop at the fair doing a demonstration of what to do in case the terrorist attack. That is so funny. Yeah, uh, nice. Now, uh, the characters on that show are, are so lovable uh, on the show. In, in real life, uh, it sounds like it would be just a blast. They make. are a very, very cool, tight-knit group. You know, um, Jason Lee and, and Jamie Presley, and it all starts with Greg Garcia, who's the creator of that show. He, he just doesn't deal with, with, with egos. He wants fun people to have a fun show. You know, the guy, he was uh, instrumental in helping create the family guy. He created the show Yes, Dear, that I was on with his partner, Alan Kirschenbaum, who did Coach. And they just have a way of, they want you to have fun while you're working because then it comes across on the screen. So they really work on getting people that are going to get along that are very talented. And then when they did Earl, they had that happen again. And uh, I was lucky enough to get an audition for the cop because I had worked for him before. They said, we wrote this part. We think you'd be great for it. And then they said, we're going to have you play your brother, too, which was really cool. Which means they love you. And and here's a, I mean, here's a show, you know, how often do we have a show to begin with that says our uh, theme is going to be on values and, you know, do unto others and it comes back to you? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's a th when I first saw it, I went, "Wow, what a great idea!" It'll probably be a flop because you know, it sounds like touched by an angel. <laughs> that's never going to work. That's never going to work. Pickpocketed by an angel. People with Nobody, a nobody's eating a bug. Not not since the fifties. You know, people learning an, an important lesson every episode. But exactly, they, they managed to do it with such sarcasm and irony and humor that it literally has you rolling on the on the floor sometimes. Yeah, it's really a credit to Garcia. You know, he grew up in Maryland and he really. He has that. Uh, he comes from a working class family, and he he just really gets that philosophy, you know. Well, you do too. You're from Pittsburgh, which is the mortal enemy of, of Marylanders. But yeah, you, you, are you from? Yeah, we have trouble. That's the only thing we disagree on was football. Pittsburgh season. versus it, Baltimore. It happens. Wait, are you from a big family? I am. I, I got uh, three brothers, one sister. Do, do, do any of them can't believe you are so flipping lucky? 
Oh, the, every day they don't they don't think what I do is a real job. You know, my brother is you know is a construction worker. The, he's the one with the job. Uh, your brother he ripped out four windows. That's working. <laughs> That's <laughs> ridiculous. Right. You're an embarrassment. Every week I wear makeup for God's sake. Oh my God, you're going to be on Comedy Central. Oh. Yeah, that was for that. That was a surreal moment, man. To just to just. Uh, to have that happen, I can't. I would say this is this is an example of my family, man. They're very very uh, tough love. I was uh, filming the special, and I was at the Hudson Theater. It was like two blocks off of Broadway. And I said, call my dad. And I go, I'm two blocks off of Broadway. He goes, well, congratulations. That's probably as close as you're ever going to get. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Pop. Glad I called home. <laughs> now, uh, what did your dad do? Uh, my dad was in the Navy for a little while. He worked in the steel mills for a while, and then he uh, ended up being a bank teller and worked his way up to manager of this tiny little bank branch in Pittsburgh before he retired. Wow. Hard so, work, bare yeah. hands, bare knuckles, and, yeah. then, and then always working for the man. Always right? working, exactly. Always grinding, wearing a tie that didn't fit, you know. So it's nice to be able to take care of him once in a while. You know, I let him come out whenever I'm filming something once in a while, and he gets to go on the set and... You know, and then of course he just takes pictures and goes back home and lies to all his friends that are retired. You know, I let him sit on the camera truck and he's telling them that, oh yeah, they let me direct an episode. <laughs> yeah, he's got every old guy in Florida lied to. They all think that's you know. Yeah, they have nice talent whenever we go somewhere. You know, right, right. And and so so even though even though you don't get the, like the outward respect, you know he's really yeah, proud he's, of. Yeah, uh, well, we, you know, guys from that generation when they go, that didn't suck. That means I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just can't take it personal. They just weren't as sensitive as us. They were busy building things. Did you have a strong religious upbringing? Um, yeah, man, I've always had a big faith in God. I've not a, ever been a huge fan of religion. I think religions where all the trouble starts. You know, mm -hmm. there's eighty thousand religions. Somebody's going to be wrong. <laughs> Seventy nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. And then hell one night going. Who'd you think it was? <laughs> you know, you know, so. Well, speaking of religion, you're in one of the uh, movies that I I wa I'm going to probably watch every Christmas for all time. Uh, I got to admit, Bad Santa is one of my guilty pleasures. It is mine as well, and it, 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 the, the way that movie caught fire was so funny, you know, it was literally the attitude of the movie, because everybody brought their kids in there thinking, oh, a Christmas movie, uh -oh. and people just ran out of there horrified with their children, which made it what it was, and uh, I really owe Billy Bob Thornton a thank you, because my, my uh, you know, you're a fat guy in Hollywood, like I said, you're the neighbor, the security guard, or the bad guy. And I, uh, I was a security guard, and I was, I just had one line where I was just supposed to say good, good night, sir, and that was it. But I was talking with him and just being, you know, just being a guy and talking and making him laugh, and he went over to the director and said, hey, can I improv this scene with this kid? I think he's pretty funny. And he not only let me improv it, but they kept all five of my outtakes on the Batter Santa uh, DVD. No kidding. And uh, you can go to my website, billygardell.com. They're all on there, along with a bunch of clips I've done from other shows. There so that place where people almost know who I am. And, and <laughs> while that may not be It's a Wonderful Life, it is something that's going to get rented every year. Do you get a little yeah. Bad Santa residual? Uh, no, I didn't have a big enough part to be getting that kind of money, but yeah. uh, the exposure helps me. Yeah, yeah and you've been in, now you, me, and... You just happen to be in good stuff. 
Uh, yeah. You, you, I've me, been and lucky. I've had little yeah. parts and good things, and that's a nice way to build career. I, right. you know, I don't want to be so famous that people are watching you buy tennis shoes and jeans. You know, I just, <laughs> I, I just want enough to be able to work and retire and know that my kid and wife are okay. You know, that's Who really wants nice. somebody buy a size forty-eight inch jean. Right. That's what I'm saying. Who's looking at that? No one. Now you've been in uh, seriously everything good, everything good. Uh, would you? Is that a matter of some luck, or would you take? crappy roles if they were offered as well. I would rather be typecast than not cast. I will take anything that they have for me. I mean, there was a time in my career where I would I ain't doing that and I'm only doing this kind of thing. and You know, but my stand-up allows me to be who I want to be and say what I want to say. So the acting is a compromise now that takes care of my family. You know, when, I have a four-and-a-half-year-old, so the beginning of my career it was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing that. Now it's like, you want me to be a banana? What time does that start? <laughs> uh, right down. Uh, yeah. And, and now uh, <laughs> a four-and-a-half-year-old coming yeah. into this world, do you think about that, what kind of world he's going to face? I Maybe do, man, but I just keep reminding myself that we need to raise one for the good team. There you go. We're outnumbered as it is, so let's let, you know. Let's put some good ones on the planet. So, uh, what do you think of reality television? Would you take some of that? No, that I will not do. That's I, one uh, thing. I almost go. anybody with you. I can't, I can't. A little I dignity. Can't, I can't. I couldn't live with myself and do that. I'll they make bad Santa, but I won't do reality TV. You're they, right offered, they offered me uh, that. Uh, what was it? The celebrity. Fit Club on VH1 to come on there and be embarrassed and try to lose weight. Uh -huh. And I told my agent, listen, not until I am ready to throw the Hail Mary of my career <laughs> am I going on VH1. Now, you are a big guy. Is there any pressure on you to either stay big for roles or to lose weight and get fit? for your? Yeah, I think my wife wants me to lose some weight just so that I'm healthier to, so I can chase my kid around. You know, she's getting sneaky. She's starting to wrap leftovers in aluminum foil. Because <laughs> it's noisy. But no, man, I, you know, I'm who I am. You know, I do what I do. Mm, I think if you do what you do, there's room for what you do. Billy Gardell in Los Angeles. Yeah, thank you guys for your time, and uh, and I hope I see uh, Spike, Mike, and Casey in Ireland next year. Billy Gardell. Good blue collar, working class. I genuinely comic. love love yeah. that guy. Not as a comic. I mean, he's a great comic, but I just, as a person, I love this guy. The bluest skies you ever seen in Seattle, and the hills the greenest green in Seattle, like a
you.